Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number 25 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast brought to you by PJS and co-CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we are talking about building a team. What do I need? So we are joined by CPA and co-owner of PJS and co-CPAs, Jamie Johnson. Good morning, Megan. How are you? I'm doing well. What's going on in your neck of the woods? I am trying to clean out my house of all of the clutter, kind of that new year, new you, I guess you could kind of say we have between three kids. I think we have anything anybody would ever need in their life. (laughs) I have laundry, I have toys, (laughs) I have more clothes than I know what to do with. So we've really been trying to kind of really simplify, simplify the life and, you know, it just really minimizes the, the confusion and the chaos and it helps kind of reduce that and now everything is so overwhelming. And so I'm yep. attempting, I'm really bad about getting rid of stuff. So my husband oh, so is a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially sentimental stuff. Like we were just talking about this before hopping on the podcast and I haven't gotten rid of a single baby clothes item. Like it's so hard because you remember them being that little and wearing that outfit and like, oh, we, we went to the zoo in this outfit and they were so cute when they were three months old. And it's like, but I don't need to keep that. Like I have pictures of them in that outfit. <laughs> I don't need bins of three month old clothing when they're now five. Like, <laughs> Well, and I always figured too, there's always going to be down here and, and around Dallas, people always like kind of consignment sell on the garage sale yeah. like on Facebook and stuff. So there's people constantly getting rid of, like I'm astonished at sometimes I'm astonished at my own posts of what I'm trying to get rid of. Like I have one post for 150 pieces of, two tea clothing, but between the two girls, like from people giving us things and there's just a lot. So, you know, it accumulates and it accumulates so fast, but I think that's with everything in life. You know, sometimes you just got to really take control and kind of clear out and and clean out and prioritize whatever we're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched that Marie Kondo show on Netflix? Yes. Two of my doors are like hers, but nothing else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know. I started going through the house and doing that, you know, holding up. Does this bring me joy? (laughs) Like most things are not bringing me joy, but I feel overwhelmed, like trying to go through every single drawer and every single bookshelf in the house to (laughs) to see what sparks joy or not. Right. Well, you were talking Uh, about bringing um, about the sentimental things I had. I had saved my lunch cards from high school and my (laughs) husband thought it was ridiculous and he ended up throwing (laughs) them away. And I remember, I can remember finding my mom's lunch cards and I was like, oh, these are so cool. Like, I cannot yeah. use these. And like hers was, you know, back in the mid seventies and everything. And Adam said, why are you keeping your lunch cards? <laughs> <laughs> and he threw them away without me knowing. He's like, you don't Rude. cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or laminated. They would have kept with the times. Like, come on. <laughs> Adam, how dare you? Does he listen to the podcast? Um, I don't think he has so far, but no. oh <laughs> man, <not> people. <laughs> <laughs> 
So today we're talking about building a team and we're kind of shifting gears from the cash flow uh, discussions that we were having over the past couple weeks and shifting to more of an HR focus and building a team, delegating. That's what we're going to be focused on for the next few weeks as far as our topics go. And before we start with what we're talking about today, and we have a couple different resources that we want to share with you, going back to the strategy, you know, we'll get into that. But I want to first talk about why we're qualified to be talking about, you know, building a team and more of the HR side of things. Because I think some people, as they're listening, might say, you're CPAs, you do taxes. You know, that's it. Everybody's mind goes to tax returns when it comes to a CPA. But as a CPA, you're able to learn from those experiences as you've helped business owners go through these transitions as they grow and see, you know, the challenges that they've faced and act more as that business advisor. So can you speak a little more to the experiences that you've seen with these business owners and kind of holding their hand as, as they go through growth phases and need have the need to build teams and, and all of these things that we're going to be t- discussing in the upcoming weeks? Yes, we're not just number geeks. <laughs> no, we, you know, we, we see it a lot. We get firsthand knowledge, firsthand experience with these business owners and understanding how these people make them and break them. I mean, even in our own business, um, you know, between Katina, Jamie and myself, we're small business owners. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're CPAs too, but we're also small business owners. And we have a great appreciation for people and, I can't tell you how many times that we'll say like, oh my goodness, I don't know if we could survive without X <laughs> and that, and that we say that often and we appreciate and we, you know, uh, value our team to, to no end and everything. Um, and so while no, we don't have maybe degrees in HR, we have seen raw live, you know, um, experience with understanding how valuable people are and how they can, they can like that age old cliche, they can make you or they can break you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so us understanding, you know, as we talk through even, you know, with our clients and, um, you know, potential clients or even just podcast listeners, like when we talk about your growth and we talk about your profitability, like those things are limited by people. Mm-hmm. They're limited or they enhance you and you can grow with your people. You mm-hmm. cannot do everything by yourself on your own with no help ever and get where you're going. So we, I think we're qualified because we've seen it. We've seen, we've seen it like enhance and catapult you into a whole new realm. Even our own business, we've seen that. And we also have seen it absolutely just make the business stagnant because they can't get the right people or they don't know what to look for. So talking them through their needs and being aligned and understanding what your core values are, what your vision is, what your mission is, what your, you know, where you want to go strategy wise and and where you want to take that, you know, your business is that's all part of that, right? Because those people that you pull on, they have to be on board for that too. So everybody, everybody has to be in alignment, Yeah. And as business advisors, you've been very involved, not only in just the accounting side, but the business strategy as a whole and looking holistically at the business, not just one aspect of, you know, data entry for bookkeeping. It's a very bigger picture of 
how's your business running? What are your goals? You know, taking that step back and incorporating that HR component into the overall plan for the business. Well, you also have to know when that, when you have that growth, you also, you have to know kind of what those different triggers, what those different levels are that, you know, you're not going to be able to handle this much and you're going to need somebody to assist you in, in this area. And you really want them, you know, possibly and potentially it's somebody that's got to grow with you. Right. And as you enhance and you mm-hmm. catapult into that next level of your business, like they need to be along there for it. So one of the first resources that we wanted to talk about is uh, a book that you came across, Jamie, right? That has a lot of really good information when it comes to building a team. Absolutely. Yeah, my um, I actually was introduced to it by the McKinney Chamber, um, the vice president, Kathy. Um, she had actually talked to me about the book and I, I was so intrigued by the conversation and the dialogue that we had that I went out and bought it. And it turned out Katina had read it like many years back. Jamie had never heard of it. So, um, but it's, it's a really good book and it's talking about the traction that you get as, as business owners and what you need to really, really define who you are. I mean, it's very similar to the way that we act as business advisors and how we drive our clients, um, you know, and, and, growing and and making them more profitable and everything. So, um, but one of the, one of the aspects of it is the people component, right? Mm -hmm. And something that I loved, I was actually listening to it on Audible on the book and they said, you have to have people that are GWC. And I was like, oh, here we go with acronyms. (laughs) (laughs) America, It felt like, Um, but they said, they've got to get it. They've got to want it. And they have to have they have to have the capacity to do it. And as I said, like and just kind of thought about that, I thought, oh my gosh, that's that's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a different model here, and people kind of drive their own boat when they um, work for us yeah, here at PJS. And I am so impressed with how our professionals get it, want it, and they have the capacity to do that. And that third component is so important because people may get it. And they're like, oh my gosh, like I, the most common thing that I get the, the line back to me after I tell them what I do and, um, you know, how, how we operate and everything, people are so crazy intrigued because it's, a, they're like, so you have no office. <laughs> I'm like, well, I have my house, you know, right? Um, <laughs> but they're so intrigued and they go, I've never heard of a CPA that has ever done that. And it's not that it's not that no other CPA has ever done this before, because I don't think that would probably be an accurate statement whatsoever. But, you know, it is something that's different and it's unique. And, you know, I hope we are. I hope we are the pioneers of what's to come in the future and everything. So, um, but we have so many, you know, there's so many people across the nation that, you know, they may get it. They may want this. Mm-hmm. Do they have the capacity? Do they have the vulnerability to really step out and and be pioneers with us, right? right. And you have to take those people on. You mm-hmm. have to have people that are aligned with your core values, with your mission. They have to know, right, what they're striving for. If you just mm-hmm. said, hey, I need help, and that's really all the direction you give them, I mean, they're going to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. That's already a lack of communication. There's already, so you really have to get people that get it, want it, 
and have the capacity to do it with you, you know? And I say that with you, not for you. Mm-hmm. And I want to be very specific in that because the minute you're constantly looking down on the people <laughs> that make you who you are, it's not a good relationship. Bring yeah. them with you. There's ownership yeah. in that. There's accountability in that. Yeah, and we, we'll link to one, that book uh, within the show notes, as well as there's a diagram that we want to share with our listeners that helps analyze a team if you already have one. Or alternatively, maybe you start outlining the the things that you want to look for in a team if you haven't built your team yet, or you want to expand your team. Because in addition to the get it, want it capacity to do it, there's some other items that you can add to that diagram, correct? Absolutely. In this book, Traction, they ask a lot of eight questions. And, you know, for some reason, time always makes us kind of quantify what we want to do. And it really kind of pushes us outside of a box. And three of those eight questions, which I really kind of captivated me as well, you know, and it said, what is your 10-year target? What's your three-year picture? And what's your one-year plan? And I like how they didn't say what's your 10-year plan, your three-year plan? I felt like it all kind of had a different dynamic perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and so if you sometimes sit down, like I love when people sit down to think about this and they go, nobody's ever asked me that before. <laughs> Good. Now you get mm-hmm. to innovate and now you go dream, right? Go dream. I'm not saying yeah. that all your dreams mm-hmm. are going to come true. I'm not saying, but right, you got to dream first before you can even know if that's a possibility, right? So- That's why you have to be really clear and intentional about what your strategy is as a business owner and where you want to get to. Doesn't mean that roadmap doesn't change. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that it doesn't take detours. (laughs) It doesn't, it doesn't mean any of those things, but when you have a goal in mind and you, and you stay true to that and you, you're held accountable to that as well. Um, And you don't get Mm -hmm. off track, but you stay the course right? And you modify that course as needed. Those are the, those are the components that, that will make a successful business. So the first step when building your team is going to be, and we keep coming back to this strategy, and this is why we put that 10-part series together to kick off the whole podcast is because this is so critical to having a clear picture of where you're going. Um, but the, before you start building out your team, or if you have a team and you don't have this in place, stop and get it together. Um, you need to define your strategy as a business. And I want you to talk a little bit about why that's important and the role that it plays in building a team. Absolutely. Well, you know, if you're going to go somewhere and you're going to have a strategy as a business, like you have to know where you're going before you lead somebody else, right? You're not, you're going to kind of lead them out in no man's land. If you don't have a roadmap and you don't know what you want to achieve or, or how you're going to get there or, you know, what things that need to be in place to get your team with you, right? Your Mm -hmm. team has to be in alignment with the, they have to have a clear vision of who you are, you know, and your core values and your mission. And, and they have to be on board with you to say, you know, you, cause there are going to be times you're going to have to let them take the wheel, right? And they're going to have to, you know, we, sometimes we get really tired driving (laughs) and we just need a break. We need to rejuvenate. We need to rest. We need to recoup, you know, and we're going to need people. You need somebody if you want to stay on track and keep going to take the wheel for you. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But if you don't have any direction and you don't know where you're going and you're not really clear on how you're going to do it, how in the heck do you tell them what to do and where to go? Right. And, and everything. So yep. it's really important for them to be very streamlined and on board with who you are as a business. Right. Yeah. And I want to reference uh, episode number 12, where we talk about what's your why. Uh, Katina and I had that discussion and I think that was a a really valuable one. And in addition, uh, episode one through three, talk about setting up your vision and goals for your company and then breaking that down into actionable steps. And the goals is another really important aspect of having that strategy together, because if you don't have clear goals and you're just hiring people willy nilly because you feel busy and you want to offload work you have no real sense of if that's helping you get closer to reaching the goals that you have as a part of your strategy, which is really important in the overall picture of your business is like, okay, yeah, I have all this busy busy work that needs to be done. Let me hire someone to do it. But is that really helping advance your business or does it just feel good to not have to do it anymore? It's kind of like patching the boat. You might avoid a few things for the time being, but you're going to, you know, things are going to have to be addressed, Uh, you know, different areas of your business are going to start coming through when you don't give them the proper time. And once again, I always, sometimes I feel like when we talk, it's like, well, yeah, in a perfect world, like, it's almost like that's the saying that kind of comes into my mind. And it's not about a perfect world, but it's about taking the right steps. So if, you're, if your boat is leaking, you want to get to shore. You want to properly fix that, right? You kind of want to adjust what you need to do and align and you know give clear direction to where you're going and give your team clear direction. And I know that sounds kind of like a weird analogy with it, like if you had a boat, but you know if you just try to slap some duct tape on in the midst of a storm or <laughs> anything, like it, it's not going to work. Yeah, It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Not only that, you suffer and so does everybody on board. So it's important to, you know, to take care of your team. You know, people... When you give people purpose for work and, and they and they feel ownership in the process, there's a different outcome. There's a different result that you get from them. So mm-hmm. taking that time to really make sure and hire that person that's aligned with who you are as a business and where you want to go is so important than just the duct tape <laughs> and trying to get right because you're so, like you said, like you get so sick and tired of doing the work. You just need, you just need somebody to take it off your plate. Right. So, mm-hmm. but the last thing you want to do is give it to somebody who's maybe unqualified, doesn't understand, you know, has no idea what they're doing. Those are not the people you want to just offload to because a lot of times it'll create more work than mm-hmm. you initially had in the first place anyway. So, and once again, it's not about finding perfect people. It's a finding about people, just those, like those three things we mentioned above that get it, that want it, and they have the capacity to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, you know, taking your time and knowing, you know, like you said, we'll talk about triggers and, and different metrics in which that you can kind of see, you know, at this much of revenue, I know that I'm going to need a bigger team. I know that when I hit this revenue, I'm going to need even more. So proper planning. So it's definitely not about perfection, but it's just about finding a great match. That's somebody that's going to grow with you. And I I think that's a really important component. So 
Okay. And you, you mentioned those triggers as far as, you know, the, the thresholds that you reach or signs that you need to bring somebody on to your team or expand out your team. And obviously those are going to change with each individual business, but do you have any helpful guidelines to help business owners as they try to navigate or set up triggers for their own business? Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a drive for revenue. Like for instance, if you're a sales, if you're a sales company Mm -hmm. and you have to hire salespeople, not everybody can handle $1.2 million of revenue. Maybe it's the number of clients versus the amount of revenue. That's part of that strategy of knowing how much time that maybe a person can spend on a client that does $5,000 of annual revenue versus a client that does $50,000 of annual revenue. So different triggers of understanding that they can only handle $60,000. So every time I'm hitting a $60,000 threshold in my revenue, I need another person and I need a part-time administrative person or, you know, knowing what you can do and how you can maneuver that. And, you know, maybe you're a virtual company like us. So you really want to give them the freedom to work versus, you know, like in an office and they have to be there from eight to five and setting at their desk from eight to five. So, you know, it's funny because you kind of keep going back to that, how clear you are on strategy. So definitely a professional and your advisory team can help you get on those triggers. So maybe it's, maybe it's revenue, maybe it's number of accounts. Those are, those are the main drivers that people will look at when they go, okay, I'm going to have to have my part-time person transition to full-time or I need to get another part-time person. So knowing and aligning yourself with the goals of your um, you know, employees or contractors is really important. But within that, within that driver of understanding those triggers, you also can you know, goal set for your people as well and understand and have clarity so you guys are both working towards a common goal and what the expectations are of both parties and, and everything. So I know, Megan, if we if we left you so out in the open and you never had any direction, it would be really frustrating because how many different ways can you can you go? Yeah. And, and you have to have that ownership buy-in as far as what target client are we going after? What makes the most sense? Because if you're hiring someone, you know, for example, like a marketing company, marketing manager, whatever, they're going to need to work with you as the owner to understand that and get those measurements from you as far as revenue and, you know, the value that a new client brings in at this level versus this level. And looking at, I mean, there's so many different components of like, what should the ad cost be, you know, of running Google ads for a client at this level, you know, because if you're spending $5,000 to bring on a client that only brings in two, that obviously doesn't make sense. So you do need that involvement as the owner to really look at those things. And you're not doing the day to day of setting up those ads or running the analytics or doing any of that. But you do need to be a part of that discussion and really develop your strategy based off of what's best for your company and what's giving you the most value so that you can develop a, a marketing strategy around that or have your admin team support you in a way that's advantageous and not, you know, outspending what you're earning in revenue too. Yeah. And, you know, another good kind of a measure is, you know, as you're setting up your budget um, or kind of forecasting for the year and, you know, what those costs are associated with that additional revenue. And they could be in people or they could be hard costs or, you know, depending on what your model is and what it looks like, you know, those are ways that you can kind of 
in a way, dream. You know what I mean? See, see what the possibilities are. I know we, another one that we talked, a book that we've talked about is The Art of Possibility. And, you know, sometimes when we step back and we really think about what's possible and what we can make at versus compartmentalizing ourselves and making ourselves stay in this little box, and which is so not the case. Okay. So once you've established those triggers, whether it be revenue that you're reaching or number of accounts, uh, you know, whatever those thresholds are that you've determined that you need a full-time or part-time employee, where do you go to find that help to join your team? So I think there's a realm of, I mean, we live, we live in a technology world, right? (laughs) Um, You know, I know depending on your business and where, you know, typically where other companies find their help, you know, that's kind of, if you went out and just searched what job postings were, um, something similar to you wanted to post, like you could go LinkedIn, you could go Career Builder, you could go Indeed, you could, um, and like I said, what's, I always say it wrong, <laughs> Fiverr, Fever, Fiverr. What is it? Fiverr. Fiverr. And that has a more independent contractor level. Um, you know, maybe you need a blog writer, maybe you need uh, contracted marketing help while you are are looking for a marketing manager or so there's all of these resources online in which that you can kind of see see what people are looking for look around like see the different aspects in which that their job posts so so you can find and sometimes I'm gonna be honest people find you our our team it seems like so many people have went out and found us it's almost like they mm-hmm. dreamed what they want their job to be not that we are the dream job <laughs> but that they, they 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 went out and they they didn't limit themselves so having those people reach out and find you you know is is a good is a good thing too because it shows the willingness that they have you know so and not every person that finds us ends up we hire on and is perfect and everything. But I say, you know, do your homework, like anything, do your homework, go out and, you know, see what other people are listing, look at different sites and, you know, maybe get a contract, you know, HR or marketing person that can help you um, decipher what you need to do and the cost and, you know, maybe an interim solution versus a full-time solution. And then this, we mentioned this briefly up top, it kind of falls into the same line as the get it, want it capacity, but really understanding the scope of work that you want to be performed and making sure that the person that you find is able to, to do that for you. And I guess this ties into really, it wraps up everything that we discussed in, in this episode is, you know, just making sure that you've outlined everything correctly, making sure that you're researching and reviewing the person that you're looking to hire, you know, asking for references, doing your due diligence on that, that side. But um, do you, do you have anything that you want to add about, you know, making sure that capabilities match? No, and we didn't clarify this uh, um, before earlier in the episode, but I do want to say that, you know, when we say the word capacity, sometimes we think about from a time capacity and we really kind of limit that, but understanding their capacity as a professional and, you know, knowing how much they could take and what, you know, if somebody walks in and they need to be available, you know, from midnight to six, they might be on call or, do you know, depending on whatever your business is, like, what are you setting them up for? I guess maybe is what, you know, you want to set people up to succeed. And sometimes there are certain aspects of the job in which that are more demanding than other aspects of the job. And you want to understand that the capacity 
that they have as a professional aligns with that, you know, and that complements that. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy by any means, but I think the willingness and the understanding to succeed, you know, I can pull a couple of all-nighters, but after that I might be toast <laughs> for, you know, depending on what you need and, and the team that you have to have um, and the characteristics around that. So, like you were saying, like you just you just need to be very clear on where it is and and what your needs are as a business and what your core values are and make that an alignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and always bringing it back to your business strategy, your goals, and making sure that those are matching up to get you to your end goal. That you're hiring for the right positions and you're filling those positions with the right people that are going to help you get there. And people will disappoint you. There might be people you really thought were in it for the long haul with you. And I think, I think as a professional, just the willingness to be agile and to flex when things don't exactly go, because like we said earlier, like life happens, (laughs) things happen, life changes, circumstances change, whether it be your own or whether it be your workers. And, you know, but if you have that vision and you have that strategy, it doesn't mean that that won't be frustrating and don't expect every person. If you do everything we said in this episode um, for you to get the perfect person, once again, we don't go back to the perfect person, but you know, you get a really great fit for your business Mm -hmm. and to take the steps and you're going to refine that every time that you go back to the drawing board and you need somebody else, you're going to see, and you're going to learn from all of those experiences and as long as we take that and we when we take two steps forward, we're going to take a step back every once in a while. So stay encouraged. You're fine. Chin up. Things happen. People will disappoint you, but stay clear. Stay clear on what you want and what you're what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And try to take what you can from those disappointments and and apply some type of learning from it if you can. Try to make meaning out of those. <laughs> those challenges, because that always helps me. I know when I run into disappointment or challenges, it's just trying to take something positive from it. And okay, well, how can we avoid that next time? You know, you have to know how to persevere. You have to know. Yep. It's part of our genetic makeup as entrepreneurs. Like it's to just push through and to find a solution. Mm -hmm. And it's not always, it it is never the easiest course (laughs) ever. But, you know, just ha- there, there's something about victory on the other side of that, that you can't get in corporate America. And my husband mm-hmm. is in corporate America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the one that threw out the lunch cards? Yes, he threw out my lunch cards. Um, <laughs> and, he's a, and he's a great corporate America employee. Like, I mean, he, you know, second to none. But I, you can't get that, that, that. I don't know. There's just that something that inside you that churned, you know, with different entrepreneurs that, you know, you just got that burning fire and and to be able to push through and to make it to the other side and to persevere and to acclimate and and be agile and be the sponge and press on um, towards that goal. So important. And it is so rewarding. Something I know we we talked about in one of our other episodes is, you know, that ripple effect because your team and what you do with this team is a ripple effect. You will have effects on those people's direct lives and the people that are coming in to, to, to touch with them. Like 
and you'll never know. And I think that there's a little component of that that's awful rewarding, you know, and and that we're just constantly improving the waves of society and that the waves that we're making are positive ones. Mm -hmm. And what we're able, because maybe we don't see all of the answers in the situation. You know, you can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. <laughs> but they're able, you know, you, you never know what you're doing for that person and you never know what you're doing for yourself three years down the road or five years down the road. So stay the course and stay encouraged and press on and stay clear. Yeah. What a great sentiment to wrap up with because, you know, building your team, we get kind of lost in all of the logistics that come along with, oh my gosh, I have all this work. I need to build my team. I need to do all these things. But that's a great way to end the this episode today because it is, it's a very exciting thing to be able to grow your business and build your team and bring new people on, especially who share that vision that you have for your business and where you're trying to head and the, the things that you're trying to accomplish for your clients or your customers or whatever it may be. So keeping that excitement and the positive effects that you're putting out there top of mind, in addition to, you know, yes, you have to do all these things, but it's a very exciting thing and a very exciting time for your business too. And we have to keep the focus on that. Agreed. Perfect. Well, to sum up what we talked about today, we have uh, Traction, the book by, who is it? Gino? Gino Wickman. Thank you. And we will put the link to that book in our show notes. And then, you know, just what we talked about as far as the importance of defining your business strategy, having that roadmap, establishing the triggers that you need to know when you need to bring new people onto your team. And, you know, once you've established those and you know, okay, we, we need to expand out our team, where do you find your help and how do you communicate that position and the mission of your firm so that you're attracting the right people? And then, you know, tying that back to understanding the scope of work and the needs that you have, as well as the needs of the person that you're bringing on so that it aligns and it ends up being a long-term fit. So that is all we have for you today. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.